You're listening to Through the Rift, your guide to enjoying your favorite game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 10th episode of Through the Rift. I'm Lex. And I'm Nikki. And today we're talking about world events. And in tips and tricks, we'll be covering planar attunement. So pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Through the Rift. The faceless man orders and I obey. I don't ask questions. As I'm sure you all know by now, it's customary to start the show by talking about what we've been up to in game this week, or I guess in this case, I should say in the past few weeks. It's been a few weeks since our last episode. So, uh, Nikki, what have you been up to? This is going to be a short segment from me this time around. (laughs) Okay. Because I haven't had much time to play and get into game. When I did play, I turned just turned in some quests, um, tried to clear out my quest log because it's always jam-packed and completely full. And I hear that. Yeah. And on my way to turning in some quests in Ashura, I ran into a bunch of carnages that I haven't done, which I haven't done a lot of the carnages in the, wor- the two parts of the world. But these were terribly easy because there were all these birds in this case bunched together. Okay. And so I was like, I can't just run past this. I have to do it. So I just did it really quick. It took, oh, I don't know, three minutes maybe. And I killed all 10, 15 characters that I needed. Cool. So yeah, it was great. And um, so I did a few of those and turned in quests and... Oh, I popped into our dimension and I created some outdoor seating for us. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, so now you can have your parties and picnics outside in our guild dimension. Yeah, I saw um, a screenshot you posted in our, our guild forums uh, of some work you did in the dimension and it looked pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, I actually built that second level in the barn that I've been talking about and I made it a war room for our guild. So you could go up there and plan out how you're going to attack the enemy. And there's even like a guardian map table. Um, so that was kind of neat to buy that because I've always been curious about how that would look in the dimension. And then I really wanted a couch in there because it's a community room. But of course, there's no couches sold. So I made a couch out of the dwarven beds just by like how I positioned them and stack them and stuff like that so now it just yeah that like was couch. really cool um you use what four couches for that uh or i mean two four or beds three, yeah two or three beds i think it was three beds all together cool. but yeah so that was fun and i put a lot of wine bottles in there and <laughs> put a telescope in there and tried to make it look cool but people can go in there and uh hang out now and other than that, I haven't done much. Oh, I tried to do some of the Autumn Harvest quests because the Autumn Harvest is still going on, the world event. Right. And I picked up a quest to, I think it was Gather Pumpkins. So I finished that, turned it in. And then it told me to go find some fairy portals. And I couldn't 
for the life of me find the portals. I know it sounds so silly, but I just, I didn't know where they were. I couldn't figure out where to look. And I just, I gave up pretty quick because <laughs> I okay. didn't have much time to play. But yeah, that's about it from me. Uh, what have you been up to, Lex? Well, um, I guess you could say that I've been even more of a slacker than you have been um, because I have probably spent less time in game the last few weeks than than even you have. Oh. Um, I'm sure our regular listeners have noticed that it's it's been a bit of a longer span of time between episodes this time. Uh, we were putting out episodes uh, very religiously once a week, and it, it's been a few weeks. Um, as I said on the Twitter and, and Google+, Plus, um, I had some family visiting from out of state, uh, so that uh, took care of one of the weekends that we would normally record. Mm-hmm. And then the second week, it was kind of a thing of I'd had no time to play at all. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to wait until I'd had some time to play and had something to talk about. Right. So we waited another week <laughs> and I still really haven't had time to play. Yeah. Um, well, actually, okay, that's not 100% true i've had time i could have played but um i've been very busy the last few weeks and my spare time has become more and more precious to me yeah and i just uh i hate to say it but i just haven't wanted to spend it in rift um you know my my cleric is max level um Mm -hmm. there's really nothing to do with my cleric unless i wanted to gear up to raid and um, I have zero desire to raid. Um, right. Been there, done that. Definitely not for me. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just can't really motivate to to play my mage and just do do quests I've already done. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really bored with the game right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, uh, you know, I'm I've been doing other things. I've been playing. Uh, I got the Magic 2014 game uh on steam it's uh, a pc version of magic the gathering um mm-hmm. we we play some magic like the actual physical card game and uh i've been playing i've been playing that and having a lot of fun with that yeah. um i've been doing a lot of knitting i'm i'm <laughs> trying to make a, a sweater vest to wear in the lab because it's freaking cold in the lab and <laughs> i'm tired of freezing my ass off so i've been working on that and, and it looks really good so far, I might add. <laughs> yeah, it's coming along. I'm, I'm about maybe a third of the way yeah, done. Yeah, looks awesome. Um, <laughs> let's see, what else have I been doing? Uh, I've been uh, getting ready to run some Numenera, which is a tabletop RPG, a new game that, that came out recently. And mm-hmm. I've been uh, getting geared up to run some of that. And uh, I also uh, have been, I've started another podcast so mm-hmm. done a little bit of that and uh yeah been been keeping busy and uh i've i've popped in the rift here and there just kind of check on the guild and and make sure you know my character still exists and <laughs> and uh i tried to play a couple times and i just couldn't get into it yeah it was just uh i mean we've been other than our our little break we took we've been playing this game since uh beta yeah, it's been a while. And uh, it's been a long time since anything really substantially new has mm-hmm. been put in the game. I mean, uh, they I guess they've, they've added one dungeon recently and then two raids, which I could care less about. 
Um, and I, I have to say, I'm a, I'm a little frustrated with the game right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really don't like that they that they put all this time, and you know, man hours and money and effort into you know these raids that such a small percentage of the community actually will ever see or or do. You know, right. I, I've I've said this before. I feel like there's a huge disparity between uh, the amount of people who raid um, versus the amount of resources they devote to raid content. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, um, I've mentioned the Massive Failure podcast mm-hmm. on here before. Uh, Joseph uh, gave us a really nice plug a few weeks ago, and I've been listening to his podcast, and he made some really good points about um, how he really thinks that that you know the the rating uh as far as oh you have to get 10 people or 20 people or however many people it is in the in the MMO that you play together to do this content is kind of uh an artifact of a bygone era. Yeah, you were telling us about that. He had some good ideas. Yeah, and he feels that all content in MMOs these days should all scale. Right. Um kind of like rifts do and uh yeah, kind of like rifts do in this game where you can do any piece of content in the game, whether it's a quest, whether it's a dungeon or a quote-unquote raid or a rift or anything, you can do it with as few or as many people as you want, and the game scales the difficulty based on on uh, how many people you have. And I think that was genius because it's really stupid to, to make all this content that so few people are ever going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I hear uh, you. So yeah, you know, it's it's uh, very interesting. There's a lot of changes going on in MMOs today. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who believe that MMOs themselves are uh, dying out and may soon be a thing of the past. I don't know that I believe that. Um, but I think, I think a big part of that is going to be can uh, the current MMOs that are out and can future MMOs that come out um, adapt to the changes in what players want and, right. and can they uh, adapt in such a way that, that they can keep new players coming in. And right. that's, that's yet to be seen. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> the first MMO I ever played was the original EverQuest. And mm-hmm. the world has changed a lot since that game came out. But if you compare a game like Rift with EverQuest, um, a lot of the fundamental things about the game are pretty much the same. So, um, I think MMOs are a little behind the time. So, yeah. And I think Rift has shown truly what it's all about by now. I mean, it's not, I don't think you're going to see any dramatic changes, um, in the future from Rift. I think that because of the way it's built, it is what it is. Take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I said to you before, um, I'm not sure. That another expansion like Storm Legion, where we just add some more zones and we add, you know, some more levels to the level cap mm-hmm. and more quests to do and more dungeons. Like, I don't know that that is going to be enough for me. Um, yeah, as many MMOs as I've played, um, you know, for me to get e- excited about 3.0 or mm-hmm. whatever the next big thing is in Rift, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to need to see some, some fundamental new new ways to play the game some new mm-hmm. new gameplay if it's just more of the same um i don't know that i'm going to be terribly interested yeah but well, we, we'll see we shall see mm-hmm. um 
<laughs> something else I did uh, just a few days ago, actually, and, mm-hmm. and I tweeted about this, is I uninstalled the Rift app from my phone. Whoa. <laughs> so you actually uninstalled it completely. That's crazy. Yes. Why did you do that? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. But first, I, I want to point out that I have had the Rift app on my phone pretty much the entire time since it came out. Right. Yeah. Even during uh, the break when we didn't play Rift, uh, I for most of that time, I still had the app on my phone. I mm-hmm. still used it periodically because uh, if... Uh, if you're not playing the game um, and you use the app, you know, you your winnings will be waiting for you in your mailbox when you come back. Unlike right. most mail that you get where there's like a, a 30 day limit and then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, your winnings from the app aren't like that. Uh-huh. So it was kind of cool when I came back to the game and I had a shit ton of Planarite and Sourcestone <laughs> and all this stuff I'd won on the app, you know, mm-hmm. in all those months. Um, but yeah, I finally I finally uninstalled it. Um, and as to why, when the app launched, it had a lot of problems. It had a lot mm-hmm. of bugs. Um, just to name a few, uh, the guild chat never worked right. Yeah. You know, all, all the chat wouldn't show up. Sometimes you'd try to, um, enter your chat and it wouldn't, it wouldn't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times just getting into the app was a problem. It would say the server was offline when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It would just take forever to connect take forever for the app to do anything and then doing the scratch games uh there are tons of problems with that and uh i don't know how long the app has been out at least a year if not two years yeah and they haven't fixed any of that it has all the problems now that it had the day the thing launched and (laughs) um the, the scratch cards, for instance, pretty much the only scratch card I, I can play is the, the planar attunement one, which happens to be the first one. Mm-hmm. Because when I load the scratch card, a lot of times it doesn't even show the right one. It'll show like the crafting one <laughs> or the artifact one. But then when I go to actually scratch the thing, it'll mm-hmm. be the planar attunement one. So oh it's so gosh. bugged, I can't even select a different one. Right. And so mm-hmm. the final straw for me was when um, they added uh, an Autumn Harvest scratch card, mm-hmm. which is now the first scratch card. So now I, I have to play the Autumn Harvest. <laughs> and there's nothing in there that's worth anything to me. Right. And so finally, finally, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I mean, obviously, I mean, this thing has said it's a beta since it came out <laughs> over a year ago. Yeah. They haven't fixed one thing with it in mm-hmm. all this time. They're obviously not going to. No, I don't think so. Um, you you had a really interesting insight, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing it with us, about how you think that they basically contracted some other company to develop the app and then... Yeah, well, being a web designer myself, I know sometimes this is how things can work. I'm not saying this definitely is what Tryon did, but when you're creating an app, you can hire a, a freelancer or I'm sure in Tryon's case, because it's such a large company, they could hire an agency and they hire this design agency to create the app, and then possibly they don't have a relationship with this agency anymore for whatever reason, or they just, I don't know, they it was a one-time thing, they contracted them to create it, and now Tryon's maintaining it, but they don't know, you know, they wouldn't actually take the time to fix it themselves, maybe because they didn't build it, so they don't really know how, or they just don't 
want to put the man hours towards that or whatever the reason is, but I think that's that might be what happened. And now it's just it is what it is again <laughs> and you're you know, it's never going to get fixed. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny um because I I tweeted when I uninstalled the app because I was really annoyed, you know, and I have resisted uninstalling the app all this time mm-hmm. even though it's never worked right because I really thought maybe someday they'd do something or at least make an effort to fix it. Right. And so I uninstalled it and I tweeted about it. And uh, the the official Rift game, or, or it wasn't even the Rift game, it was a, the Tryon World's Twitter account, mm-hmm. responded to my tweet and said, oh, you know, we apologize for the bugs. It's because of the server merger and we're working <laughs> on fixing it. And I was like... uh I call bullshit because these bugs have existed forever. It, right. It's not some new bug that just happened yeah. in the last couple of weeks. These are bugs that have been around since the app was launched. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically said that and, and um, surprise, surprise, I never got a response. Yeah. Um, I just want to add that we are using Android phones um, to access the app and it might be that they just they think of Apple first and they think, well, if it works on the iPad or the i uh, or the iPhone, then, you know, it's a win. And Android people, well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility. I, I think you may be right. And, you know, five years ago, that might have been an OK strategy. But right. these anymore. days, uh, iPhones can't compare to the other phones that are out, out there. I mean, mm-hmm. my phone has at least 50 percent more uh screen than <laughs> than the iPhone. It's half as thick. Yeah. Um it's got a quad core processor. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, I know. I mean there was a day when you could get away with that that because iPhone was like kind of the thing, but those days are long, long gone. Yep. Now and, you said it. Um I, I think that developing an app for only iPhone users is about like making a web page that only works on Internet Explorer. <laughs> Or only works on Safari. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a great analogy. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about that. Um, if any of you are using the app on an iPhone and it works great for you, uh, good for you. But <laughs> for the rest of us, it pretty much sucks. Tell me, elf woman, do you ascend it have good need? All right. Before we go any further... You have a tasty-looking beer in your hands. What are you drinking today, Lex? I am drinking an authentic German Hefeweizen by mm. Meisels. Um, it's pretty tasty. It's not my favorite German Hefeweizen. That would be uh, Francis Connor by Späten Brewery. Okay. Um, but Meisels is uh, pretty, pretty damn good. Um, definitely better than any American Hefeweizen I've had. It... Uh, has a nice uh, banana note to it. Yeah. Um, very, very tasty. How about you, Nikki? What are you drinking over there? I am drinking a milk stout called Nitro, and it's made by Left Hand Brewing Company, and they are in Colorado. And uh, it's really delicious. It's smooth, and it's just, I don't know, it's creamy and kind of a coffee flavor to it. I really like it. And I'm assuming that's uh, nitrogen carbonated? You know, I was reading the label, and I don't see anything that says that, even though it's called Nitro, but I guess it's a safe guess, right? Yeah, if I remember right, I, I tried that, and it it seemed like it was. 
Yeah, it says super smooth with soft roastiness and mocha flavors. But that's about it. So I guess you would have to go on our site to find out. Yeah, I guess now that I think about it, um, to say it's nitrogen carbonated is um, not really correct because carbonated means, you know, carbon dioxide. (laughs) So I guess you'd say it was nitrogenated maybe. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) But yeah, just um, for for those of you who don't know and are curious, um, beer like like soda um, is carbonated um it's uh um carbon dioxide is forced into the beer at high pressure um Mm -hmm. or into your soda and that's what gives it the bubbles um but some beers instead of using carbon dioxide uh they use nitrogen Mm -hmm. which um to me i mean i could be wrong but to me it seems like the bubbles are smaller yeah and and it's um it's hard to describe but it gives it kind of a a smoother taste and it doesn't have quite the bite that a carbonated beverage does but it's still fizzy yeah and this is this tastes like that yeah it's so smooth yeah yeah awesome highly recommended yeah if you like stouts i can smell you mortals and i am hungry All right, everybody. Well, this is our main segment, and today we are talking about world events, and uh, as planned, we've uh, coincided this with an actual world event that's going on, which is Autumn Harvest, and we'll talk a little bit about our Autumn Harvest in a minute, but first, let's just talk about world events in general. Uh, For those of you new to the game, um, give you a a little help in uh, enjoying some world events. Yeah, we'll just kind of piece it out here and give you an idea of what it's all about. So the interface for world events is a little bit different. Um, it pops up on your the right hand side of your screen automatically. You're automatically following it at like a quest that you would follow. But you can untrack world events so that it's not in your quest tracking if, if you don't want to participate or you just don't care to have it up there. Yeah, and unfortunately, the interface for world events is a little uh, harder to get to, at least if you're used to using uh, keyboard shortcuts, Mm -hmm. because to my knowledge, there's not a keyboard shortcuts for world events. I I even looked in game this week, and usually um, when you use your mouse to get to something, you know, it'll have the keyboard shortcut there. Yeah. And it didn't have anything for world events. Okay. Um, But so you have to use your mouse, so you have to go to the the little main menu interface thing in the game. Mm -hmm. And there's a button there that has a sideways triangle on it, like a play button from an old uh, tape player or or CD player. Mm -hmm. And if you click on that, then one of the selections on the menu that comes up will be world events. And you can go into there and, and see what, what a phase the world event is in, see what the objectives are. And you can also, there's a checkbox you can uncheck if you don't want to track it and don't want it taking up room on your screen where your quest tracking is, which yeah. I always do. And I don't know, actually, because I haven't been playing since this event started, but it used to be that the default was it was tracking. And if you uncheck that box, it didn't remember it. So the next time you logged in, you're tracking it again. Yep. Is, do you know, is it still like that? I believe so. That's what it seemed like the last time I did a quest or a world event, but I don't know. 
Yeah, sure. that's that's really annoying. That's yeah, one of the million suggestions I've sent to try on <laughs> is that they they make it so that when you uncheck a given world event that it remembers that right. you don't care about it and don't want to track it because um I always uncheck them because even if I'm doing the world event, I don't need that that um constant reminder and and you know, if you're tracking 10 quests and and there's like a zone event going or you're in a rift or or whatever. I mean, it takes up a lot of space on your screen. And, yeah. uh, so I always uncheck it, but, but you have to do it every time you log in, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, totally. So there's also different phases for each world event. And this quest will, this little world event quest will change according to what phase the world event is in at the time. There's usually around maybe four. You know, different phases, four or five, it varies. I think it's usually three, isn't it? Oh, it is? Okay. I thought there was more than that, but. Well, I think, cool. I think it may defend, depend on the event. I don't yeah, know that they're does. all the same. Um, and to my knowledge, the phases for the events are still just time based. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always under, under the impression when the game started that these phases would be, um, like you would unlock phases by achieving certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've always seemed to be just like phase one lasts from this date to this date. Yeah. Um, I, I have heard some things I think from trying about, you know, they still want to try to do phases that, that the community unlocks together. Right. To give you a little more control. Yeah. I don't know if that will ever actually happen, but it would be cool if it did. Yeah. <laughs> you can get, um, a lot of different rewards from world event. It's kind of up to you if, it's worth your time to try to get these war- rewards because a lot of them, it, it is very grindy, a lot of these world events. So, um, you know, if, if you're the kind of person that's very uh, goal oriented, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend when you start an event uh, that you kind of go through the rewards and, and figure out um, if, if it's worth your time to try to get them or not. Yeah. You can see the rewards um, a lot of times in the Rift Store, there there's a world event cat- category, and mm-hmm. you can see rewards there. Also, um, most world events will have some special vendors just for that event that are only around during that event. And so you can check with those vendors and, and see what they have for sale. And then you can also go to the website and and find out what the things you can get are there. So some of the uh, rewards that you can get from world events um, include things like costume items, uh, not only for your wardrobe, but sometimes you'll be able to get like uh, um, weapon costume items, basically to transmorgify. Is that the right word? Your weapons. (laughs) Um, And then a lot of times world events will have some kind of special currency that you earn that you use to buy these items. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can also get lesser essences, um, other gear, and there are these junk consumable items. That's what Some I people call them. think they're junk anyway. I, I think they're junk. <laughs> I think they're kind of fun sometimes, but you used to be able to at least sell them for one silver if you didn't want them, and that's not the case anymore. It seems like at least for this event. Yeah, for this event, you definitely can't. Um, I had some that I just won from that stupid scratch game before I uninstalled. And there was no sell vendor sell price on them. Oh, um, but what we're calling the junk consumable items are just like things that when you consume them, they'll turn you into some kind of creature or something. Or make I you mean, glow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
to me, they're just worthless and just take up space in your bag. But I guess at least the first time, you know, it's kind of cool to see what they do, but <laughs> you're going to be getting like stacks and stacks of these things and right. they just get really annoying. Yep. Then there's also different zone events and rifts that are associated with various world events. And a lot of times they will also have quests and or daily quests that you can do. And and this is where you get into the grind because a lot of times um, if there is something cool that you want from the from the world event, um, you will need a shit ton of whatever the currency is to mm-hmm. get it. And unfortunately, a lot of times the way you get that currency is doing the same daily quests over and over and over. Right. So depending um, how much the thing you want is and how fun or not fun those daily quests are, it can be more or less of a grind for you, depending. Yeah, definitely. And then different world events also have different achievements that you can unlock. And sometimes, isn't it true that the little junk consumable items sometimes work in with these achievements? For instance, like if you throw a certain amount of pies at somebody, you get uh, an achievement for that. Yeah, um, there there are various world events where you, you get some item that you throw at someone. Okay. But I don't know that I've ever seen an achievement based on the consumable items that like turn you into something. Oh, okay. Or something. Okay. And then uh, a lot of times with world events, you can get uh, mounts and or companion pets. Mm-hmm. Um, be warned, though, that those usually tend to be the more expensive things. And right. um, you'll be... Um, Doing a lot of grinding if you want to get those, especially the mounts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we come to the current event, which is Autumn Harvest. Yeah, and Autumn Harvest is going on right now, and it will last through November 4th. Yep. And then this is where I got hung up, but the realm of Autumn Harvest, which I guess is kind of a zone just all about autumn harvest and has kind of Halloween themed um, decorations and things like that for it. It's a little hideaway and it has all the loots, artifacts and other items that the Fae have taken from Talara. Yeah, I believe it's based on Realm of the Fae. Okay. So it's an instant zone that, that you have to get access to. Okay. Okay. And I'm thinking that's where I was looking for these fairy rings, which is basically a portal and I couldn't find them for some reason, but (laughs) they're supposedly all across Methosia. (laughs) Yeah. And this event also has a special Halloween rifts that you can fight against. And these are Halloween themed rifts, uh, complete with pumpkins. Very awesome. And I think that that's where you can get the Reaper Mount. I'm not positive, but I know that the Reaper Mount is offered for Autumn Harvest. So look for that. Yeah. Um. What do you think of the Reaper Mount, Nikki? I actually kind of like it. I can tell you're you're kind of iffy on it, huh? Well, it's basically just the Merdantic spawn. With a hood. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah, That's that's been one of my kind of beefs with this game from the very beginning is... Um, how much they reuse models, mm-hmm. um, especially like like the equipment. Right. Like when you're leveling up, you know how many times you, you get some piece of gear and you're all excited because maybe you just crafted this new piece of gear or dropped in a dungeon and you put it on and it looks exactly like a piece of gear you had 20 <laughs> levels ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, and that's another thing that I've always 
been thinking, oh, well, surely, you know, they're going to add more models. And this is, especially when the game started, I was like, well, mm-hmm. this is just because the game just launched and they didn't have time to make unique models for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they've, they've never changed it. I don't think they're ever going to. Probably not. <laughs> and then, yeah, they come up with some new mount that's either exactly like a mount that's already in the game and it just has a different skin. Mm-hmm. Or like this one, it's basically the exact same thing as a Merdantic spawn and they just changed the head a little right. bit and, and added some spikes on his elbows. But <laughs> They did? <laughs> yeah, but other, I mean, it's the that's exact hilarious. same model. It runs oh. the same, it jumps the same, it, it okay. looks exactly the same. Hmm. All right. Well, then there's also something um, that the PVPers can enjoy for this event. And this is the Monster Mash Black Garden Warfront. And I guess when you enter it, you turn into either a zombie or a werewolf, depending on what side you're on. Yeah. And I I, I guess, I don't know, I haven't done it, but I guess that I you either. get some uh, special abilities, um, zombie or werewolf abilities, I guess, that you can use in addition to your regular abilities. Oh, wow. That'd be so cool. um, that's definitely cool that they don't replace your regular abilities because mm-hmm. that that's annoying sometimes when, when you're doing uh, some content and you know, you don't have access to your regular spells and stuff. Right, definitely. Especially and- for those DPS people that, you know, they spend all this time learning their rotation and then they can't <laughs> even use it. Oh, I thought you weren't going to use the word rotation anymore. Well, a lot of people still do rotations. So. <laughs> That's true. Okay, your your ability priority. You can't use those when your abilities are, you know, based on, you know, being in a robot suit or right. being a werewolf or something like that. Yes, very true. And along with that, PvPers can enjoy a 50% bonus to prestige and a 100% bonus to favor, notoriety, and XP from October 17th to November 4th. Sweet. And of course, that does stack with uh, patron bonuses um, and or bonuses from vials and things like that. So excellent and rested bonus. So I mean, you can get some ridiculously fast bonuses. Or wait, that didn't make sense. <laughs> I was I was talking one thing and thinking about what I was going to say next. You can nice. get some ridiculously big bonuses <laughs> to your XP and whatnot, and uh, level up an alt or something pretty fast if if you want. Yeah, definitely. There is also rare loot. For this event, um, such as the Reaper Mount, I imagine, and Spectral Mounts. Oh yeah, Spectral Mounts. Those Which, look cool. Yeah, I mean those aren't new. They're they're the same ones that were around last year. But oh, okay. some people may not have them yet that want them. So I know I don't. Do you want them? No, they're really boring. Oh, okay. Seriously, I mean, that's another mount where it's just a different skin, and this skin right. is like, hey, how about if we take the mount and don't have any colors on it? What would yeah. that look like? <laughs> it looks spooky. <laughs> or boring, depending on your point of view. Right. <laughs> All right. And then you can stock up on Autumn Eyes reward potions. And these reveal invisible artifacts. And supposedly, um, there's some super rare artifact sets that are out there that you can gather. Yeah. So I, I think what this is, is that... You can uh, use this to find some of the more rare artifacts, uh, like the, the blue artifacts in the sets that, oh. that normally are hard to find or cost hundreds and hundreds of platinum on the auction house. Yeah. Um, so I think they did this last year. I think it was this event. And I, I heard that some people just made mad platinum um, just selling these artifacts because wow. um, 
Yeah, because they, they're usually expensive. If you're going to do that, though, I would really recommend that you wait a couple months. Like, hmm. just keep them in your bank because right now the prices obviously are going to go down, you know, right. supply versus demand. And, you know, if people are getting these these artifacts now, they're, they're not going to be worth as much. But wait a few months until, you know, all those are off the market and prices go back to, to where they were before. And you can probably make some mad platinum selling some of those rare artifacts if you've already got them or don't want them. Yeah. Oh, that's a good tip. I was thinking that there were new artifact sets to gather, but... <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. I don't know for sure, but oh, I just okay. remember people talking about... Um, and this was this was when we weren't playing during our break, but there was okay. some event. I think it was this event where you could get those artifacts and, and mm-hmm. some people just made crazy mad money selling okay. them. Wow, excellent. All right. And then there are special reward tokens that you can get and um, purchase rare loot with, I guess. And you get that by helping Atrophinius or any of the Fae, I guess. So... Yeah, and of course, there's lots of crap you can buy in the Rift Store with (laughs) your hard-earned money if you so choose. Um, Halloween masks and costumes and um, all kinds of shit. So there you go. Oh, and new dimension items, which I have to check out. Of course. (laughs) Soon you will fight. For now, you must learn. This week, for tips and tricks, we are going to be talking about planar attunements. Planar attunement! <laughs> so we just I actually have a reverb. I just don't know how to use it. <laughs> That's all right. That worked. That was, that was great. Reverb. <laughs> all right, goofball. So we just want to give you an idea of what you're going to see when you open the PA window and kind of how to read it, navigate it, and maybe help you out when you're spending your points. The default hotkey for your planar attunement interface is the UK. The UK. The The UK. (laughs) As in UK. (laughs) And um, first we will talk about the uh, different colored hexes and kind of what the colors mean. So um, first, there are blue hex- hexes, and the blue hexes all give you a one-point uh, boost to an attribute like strength or dexterity or wisdom or intelligence for each uh, planar attunement point that you spend in them. Mm-hmm. And what the attribute is will depend on what uh, element it is. So I'm pretty sure for every class, for for instance, the earth uh, element is going to be giving you endurance, just for example. But you can open your own planar attunement for your character and mouse over those to see, you know, what you get with each element. Mm-hmm. And then the yellow hexes increase damage versus different types of rift creatures, depending again on what element you're in. Right. So if if it's the fire tree, then then you're going to be getting a damage boost versus fire rift creatures. Correct. The purple hexes um, are kind of the miscellaneous ones. Um, some of the things that you will get from those include uh, increasing the number of planar charges you can hold. I believe last time I counted, you could get as many as 13 planar charges if you get all of those from the various trees. But I that may not... There may be more wow. than 13. I might have missed one or two. Oh, my gosh. That's um, awesome. Other things you can get with the purple ones are things like uh, reducing the cooldown of your soul walk, 
and various other miscellaneous abilities. So right. check them out in the different trees and the different tiers of the different trees and, and see what your options are. Yeah. And I really like these. Um, I found, I call them quality of life items because they actually make gameplay more fun in my opinion, such as increasing my run speed or swim speed. Yeah. And then we have red hexes. And this gives you spell power or attack power with a particular weapon. So when you are picking your trees and where you want to spend your points, um, not, not only does each element associate with a different base attribute, but they will um, these red hexes in the different elements will give you bonuses with different weapons. So you may want to pick uh, your trees based on what what attributes you're getting, or you may want to base it on what uh weapons you're getting spell power or attack power with if you're really mm-hmm. lucky um the same tree will have both the things that you want but i've yeah. never i'm usually not that lucky does it Aww. <laughs> usually work out that way for my characters okay the green hexes will give you resist versus a certain element and then um you will also get uh other uh abilities that aren't um a colored hex uh, some of these will be enchantments that you can put on items. So you'll want to check those out. Um, I didn't go into those because I, I'm not sure if those are the same across classes. And I didn't really want to go through the planar attunement on four different characters right. to, to tell. So just look um, for your character. Just shop around, mouse over everything, see what mm-hmm. it is. But in the tier one of each element, you will get uh, a planar lure for that element where you can open a rift specifically to that element. Yep. And then tier two will give you a port um, and a major lure. A teleport. Yes. I'm sorry. A teleport. (laughs) She's reading my abbreviations exactly as they're written. Yeah. Well, they make sense to me, but. (laughs) Um, Tier three will give you a summon group ability. Um, So, for instance, if you're in the life uh, element, you will be able to summon your group if you're in a in a life rift, and those are those are really awesome. Yes, I love that. So now we'll give you uh, some of the highlights of what you get in the various elements. Um, Earth, uh, you will get in uh, tier two. Your teleport will be to Stonefield. Yeah, that's excellent. And then in air, you can get a teleport to the Droughtlands. And then another cool thing you can get is unma- you'll get an increase to your unmounted out-of-combat speed. In fire, you can increase your mounted speed, and you'll be able to teleport to Ember Isle. Yep, and water, you get a teleport to the Droughtlands, and then you get, of course, um, an increase to your swim speed, since it's the water element. <laughs> In life, uh, you get a decrease to your time-to-mount speed, and you will be able to teleport to Scarwood Reach. And in death, you can get a teleport to Gloamwood, and you can get a soul walk speed increase. And finally, there's the war tree, which is the PvP tree. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can get Vengeance and Valor in the war tree, which are PvP stats. But even if you don't PvP at all, uh, you might want to look at the war tree because you can increase your mounted speed in there as well. And... Uh, you know, there are a lot of different philosophies as far as, you know, how to pick where you want to spend your planar attunement points. 
Um, you know, if, if, if rating is your thing, then I'm sure your guild will tell you where they want you to spend your points or your raid group will, Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, min max your character to the ultimate as if, you know, rating is really that hard in this game, (laughs) you know, just, just as an aside, that's something I never understood. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of raiders complain about, oh, the game is so easy and yet they play their characters like min maxed as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if it's so easy, then why do you have to min max your character? Why can't (laughs) you just spend points wherever the hell you want if the game's so easy? Right. That's a good point. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um, but what, what I would recommend and, and what Nikki and I tend to do Mm -hmm. is we spend points, um, where we think it's most fun. So, um, a good way to spend your points is spread them out between the trees and get as many planar charges as you can. Um, also you can get, uh, hexes where every time you get a planar charge, you get two instead of one. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you can increase your swim speed, your, your mount speed, your run speed. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and those things are a lot of fun. The teleports are cool too, and they come in handy. However, by the time uh, you get planar attunement, your 50th level, and most of those teleports aren't terribly useful because they're to lower level zones. Right. Um, it's something I, I think is kind of interesting because when, when planar attunement first came out, that um, was with uh, Ember Isle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, of course, the, the fire teleport takes you to Ember Isle, which was, you know, very appropriate. And uh, I guess they just had the other teleports just so every element would have a teleport. Otherwise everybody would just take fire and, you know, it was like, well, we'll teleport you to these other places. Um, but it's like now, you know, it'd be nice if, uh, they revamped it and had those teleports taking you to, you know, the different zones in storm Legion, because that would be a lot more useful to a level 50 plus character than being able to teleport to Scarwood reach or, yeah. The droughtlands or something. Well, maybe this is just speculation, but maybe when they open up a tier four, that's what they'll have is teleports to the new, new world. Yeah. And they may, but that doesn't change the fact that all those teleports are not terribly useful by the time you can get them. I mean, if yeah. you could get planar attunement as, you know, as you level mm-hmm. from one to 50 and then it would be really cool because you might be able to get a teleport to where you're questing through your planar uh. attunement. Yeah. And, you know, maybe one day that's, that's what it'll be is you won't have to wait to level 50 to get it. And I kind of actually think that that's what's going to happen. Okay. Because they already, you know, have changed it to where you're earning planar attunement experience now, even before you're level 50. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a feeling that that will happen sometime in the future. But until then, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Kira, would you like to see a trick I learned? No, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. Come now, Kira. I am sure you would enjoy it. Apparently, giving life creatures a dose of death magic is explosive. Oh, very well. Show me this trick. All right, everybody. Well, that pretty much wraps up the show for this week. Uh, Nikki, why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of us and participate in the podcast? All right. Sure thing. We are on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can get, get that link as well as many other helpful links within our show notes. And that's found on LexStarWalker.com. You can, oh, I'm sorry, Lex, that's your line. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to, the, to point out that the, the, 
right now, if you just go to LexStarBarker.com, it will take you to our podcast page. Right. But the technical link is LexStarBarker.com slash through the rift. And that's just for if someone's listening to this podcast years in the future, um, I may have a different landing page on yeah, the website might change. as I, as I do more and more podcasts and have more and more cool things going on. So, yep. but you'll find it. It's an easy to navigate website because it was designed by someone awesome Aww, who happens to you. be on this podcast. And is it me? <laughs> Thanks, uh, you Lex. can also email us any comments, uh, questions, suggestions, or requests for things you'd like us to talk about on the podcast at theriftpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join our forum community at throughtherift.createaform.com. And follow us on Twitter for updates and find out when we're recording next at the Rift Podcast. We'd like to send out a big thank you to Hagoo. Hagoo! <laughs> for your five-star review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Hagoo. And check out my new podcast, GM Intrusions. Um, this is a podcast devoted to Numenera and Strange, which are two tabletop role-playing games by Monty Cook Games. Uh, any of you who have played uh, Dungeons and Dragons any time in the last, I'd say, 10 years probably knows who Monty Cook is. Um, if you like role-playing and you haven't uh, checked those games out, check them out and check out the podcast. Uh, that's on the website as well, LexStarWalker.com slash GM Intrusions. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the game. See ya! This episode's music provided by Ish, Cloudwalker, Renfield, and Transboy. Please see the show notes for more details at LexStarWalker.com. I'm awesome! Check levels. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Through the Rift, the bitchin' podcast. I'm Lex. <laughs> and I'm Nikki. And we are porn stars. So we're recording. Say something. And this is Nikki Starwalker. <laughs> hey. That's so rude. It is rude. In a world torn by war. <laughs> In a world where only the strong survive. One man stands alone. This is not his story. <laughs> Hodor. She said Hodor. <laughs> <laughs>